If you're just joining us today, we've been talking about the benefits of the Insurance Act for asset and investment protection versus the ups and downs of traditional investing as part of the Bank Act. I'm Wayne Nelson, and you're listening to Talk to the Experts. With me on the phone from London, England, is Sherry McMillan of McMillan Estate Planning. The McMillan team will once again be hosting a virtual seminar, this one taking place Wednesday, October 21st at 6.30 p.m. to talk with you about estate or life planning. To register, contact McMillan Estate Planning at 1-833-266-6464 during weekday office hours or online at the website at macmillanestate.com. That's Macmillan spelled M-A-C-M-I-L-L-A-N. Sherry, we've talked about this on previous shows, the billions of dollars in assistance spending in this country to help Canadians and businesses left struggling in the wake of all these COVID-19 protocols. In fact, in the recent speech from the throne, the federal Liberals promised to keep financially supporting Canadians. But sooner or later, in, in my opinion, un- unless we move to the kind of monetary policy that's already in place in Japan, our deficit, which I can't believe this, it's expected to hit $343 billion this year with our debt skyrocketing to $1.2 trillion. It's going to have to be repaid somehow. And that somehow has a lot of people worried about tax increases. So what kind of strategies can families use to prepare for those possibilities of tax increases? Well, we're fortunate in Canada because we have due weight, you know, a number of ways we can protect our states from undue taxes. The important part to me, Wayne, right now is to utilize everyone we're entitled to under the current legislation because we don't want to miss these opportunities and make the assumption that they'll still be present for us next year. Um, we, we definitely will see an increase in tax in some measure and in some area. It's impossible to have this type of spending and not you know, see that as the writing on the wall. So that being said, there's some primary ways that we're making sure in 2020 that our families are seizing the day and making sure that they do utilize. So one of the things that um, I always talk about is have you utilized all of your capital exemptions that you're entitled to? And many families don't know what those are, so it would be good for us to explore some of those today for families. So the very first one that I always like to talk about is your primary home is the tax exemption. And so a lot of people, um, when they give contemplation to their retirement phase of life, one of the things I often hear in the community is that people will downsize. They'll downsize at a particular age, let's say. And it's more of a social norm that we choose to do that. Now, for some of us, it's because we want less work. But I think it's also a societal encouragement in generality is that, you know, we're supposed to. We're supposed to move from the nice ranch in Bear's Paw into, you know, a villa. But one of the things I want to do is challenge families in that way because your primary home is one of the few tax exemptions you actually have in Canada. And so if you can afford it in your estate, we actually encourage families to have a lot of capital tied up in their primary home because it is going tax exempt. And then in later life, if you are one of the people that does require some sort of elder care, you would have, you know, literally a completely large tax-free pool of wealth to liquidate through selling your primary home to care for yourself during your elder years. So one of the things that we encourage families is if they choose to downsize because they want to lessen their workload weight, 
that what I say is, well, then don't go by the third floor of the, you know, the apartment complex. Go and buy the penthouse and, you know, spend the same amount of capital or even more because then that value is still continuing to grow tax exempt. And so a lot of people um, don't realize that they have this opportunity. And it's a good time to be buying condos in Calgary right now. Still a buyer's market in terms of uh, where the condo market is, a little bit more stability in the, in the rest of the, of the residential aspect of things, but condos are still very much a buyer's market. Uh, but, Sherry, so you're saying that you've got the big home, and, and, you're, and you're right. Uh, a lot of people think about moving simply because the, the bigger home is much too much of a maintenance issue for them, the upkeep. And, and really, it's, it's like the two people wandering around in a castle and you hear the echoes. Uh, you're not saying to um, move simply for the sake of moving, but to make a calculated move to reduce the, the square footage, but not necessarily the value. That's right. And so from a mathematical standpoint, in fact, if anything, if you can afford it within your parameters of your estate, sometimes we encourage people to upsize during retirement, which is the absolute opposite of what, you know, the social norm is. But there is a reason. First of all, it's where you live every day. And when you're in retirement, you spend more time there. So, you know, you want to enjoy where you are. And the fact that your asset base and your primary home grows tax-free is an extra bonus. So it's helping you in two ways. It's giving you quality of life and you're mitigating tax on money that if you didn't have it tied up in your primary home, but alternatively put it into, let's say, traditional investments, you're going to have to pay tax on that as you go. And so I think it's a contrarian way to look at things, but because of our current tax system, it is definitely one that we encourage families to consider. And for our younger families, Wayne, that are in the 40s and 50s, I do encourage them to upgrade their homes. So if they can financially afford to do so, rather than living in the $600,000 property, you know, go and buy the million-dollar property because you have 400000 more working tax-free. Still, so still trying think, to wrap my head around that, but that's that's fine. You're the expert on the finances, not me, uh, Sherry. That's one strategy, and and I would say that's a, uh, to put it bluntly, that's one of the simpler strategies. But there are some other more sophisticated strategies, and we've talked about this uh, earlier today. Uh, the use of trusts. Uh, there's also estate freezes, which we've addressed on previous shows. Let's uh, discuss those a little bit more. Sure. Well, I think this is exceptionally relevant with the circumstances in Canada right now because our business evaluations have gone down substantially. And so the concept is this. As you've built a business, you usually started your business with a dollar or a hundred dollars, and then it has become worth millions. When you pass on, because you own those shares, you're going to have to pay income tax on the growth that has happened. So if you started your business for a hundred dollars and when you pass on, it's worth 10 million, you have a capital gains tax and you have to pay tax on that family business. Alternatively, there is an option to do something called an estate freeze. And what that really means is that you stop the clock of the taxation being attached to that family business from growing. And so let's say you stop the clock when the business is worth 10 million and then it grows to be worth 20 million through the balance of your life. Rather than you paying tax on that additional $10 million of growth, you push it down to the next generation and they will have to pay tax on it one day when they sell it. So what you've done is you've generationally skipped a whole tier of tax. 
And so a lot of families can utilize this opportunity, not just in family business, but in family farm, in family real estate portfolios, in um, family cottages, another common one wing that we see families employing this technique. And the advantage is you obviously uh, get to keep the wealth for another generation and opportunity cost of money means that money's working, you know, for two generations. Now, does this estate freeze come under the umbrella of the Insurance Act? That's a great question. And the answer is generally yes, because what we'll often do is once we know the estate freeze valuation, so let's say we did assume that your estate is worth $10 million, we now can calculate very clearly what your estate taxation will be. And we know what the tax is, and so we traditionally will insure that tax so that ultimately your family have the capital to keep the business whole or the farm or the recreational property whole, and we will use an insurance proceed in order to pay that income tax. And so the family at the end of the day actually keeps the whole of the estate rather than only a proportion of it. And so it's a very um, methodical and well-planned design so that the preservation of these assets that are so important to our families are preserved. And very much an individual or uh, family bubble, if we want to use that term, um, uh, process. It, it's not a one-size-fits-all. This has to be tailored to each situation. That's right. So, for example, one of the opportunities is that in an estate plan in taxation, we're allowed for 25% of our estate to grow tax-free, so each of us would have our own particular maximum tax range that we're entitled to in Canada. So if your estate value is $10 million, you're entitled to $2.5 million of your wealth growing tax exempt, like a giant tax-free savings account. And it's deliberately designed for estate planning. CRA has been privy to it since 1981. This is not a new technique, but a lot of families have never utilized it. I would call it uh, the biggest missed opportunity in Canada. People always talk about going offshore so they don't have to pay income tax rate. And I always say, but we don't need to. We have the maximum tax range. All and right. so when people, yeah, when people learn of this, they get very excited. Sherry, let's talk about this when we come back. And I said in our last segment that we were going to talk about a little bit more about the, uh, the Insurance Act uh, and, and trusts. So We'll kind of recap those uh, before we get into our, our next topic that I want to address today, which is estate planning for single people. But we're going to take a break. The McMillan team is going to be hosting a virtual seminar on Wednesday, October 21st, 6.30 p.m. to talk with you about estate or life planning, the kinds of topics we've been discussing today. To register for this very informative seminar, simply contact McMillan Estate Planning at one 266 6464 during weekday office hours, or you can visit the website for more information at mcmillanestate.com. Sherry McMillan is my guest today. We'll be back with more on Talk to the Experts.